Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Just set your clocks back and is it screwing up your internal time system completely? Yeah, me too. Uh, this week we've got a lot of hockey, I'd say. A little lighter than usual, though, uh, as there are not a lot of scorecards put in, but we'll do the best we can with what we've got. Uh, Black Bears, Team Maryland, Stevenson NCAA and ACHA, Navy's D1, D2, Loyola's women, Towson D1, Maryland D2. That's how we're looking, not necessarily in that order, but uh, we'll get to all of them faux show. We'll start off with the Black Bears as we are wont to do. And this weekend they welcome in Maine the Black Bears coming off a sweep uh, last weekend of uh, in Danbury. So they are riding a, riding a big wave, and uh, Maine coming in, losing their last six. So uh, we will we, we, we would have saw what happened, and we did with our eyes because that's how time works and efficiency. And we'll start off uh, on Friday night in a later game than usual, about an hour later than what the uh, Black Bears have usually done at Piney Orchard. Uh, and it seemed like uh, they were a little late to the party in this one, too. As Maine gets on top of Maryland quick, uh, first on the power play, shockingly enough, penalty troubles uh, haunting the Black Bears in this one. Uh, Zion Green gets his fifth of the year as uh, it seemed like the penalty kill was kind of drifting back a little bit. As uh, Johnny Myers came up the wing and they were drifting back, drifting back, didn't have any recollection of where they were. Pass over to Zion Green. He puts it past Michael Morelli. It's 1-0, 244 in. And then low, 12 seconds later, Brendan Gibbons just picks up his first of the year after just a wild, bouncing craziness in front. And next thing you know, it's 2-0 quick for Maine. After that point, Maryland's kind of started to get on the uh, get on their edge there, get things going, and uh, away they went to the races, trying as they might. They had opportunities. Black Bears had three power plays in the... Uh, in the frame in this one because Maine got into penalty trouble, but they only were able to convert on one, and that's fine. Laker Aldridge gets his fifth of the year. Side of that puts it home. Elliot LaRoe with his eighth assist of the year, and Ryan Bottrell his 19th assist on the power play. And uh, the Black Bears kept on trying to storm back uh, second period. I mean, they had they had to rely on Michael Morelli a lot. Morelli made some pretty big saves in that frame, and then next thing you know, here comes Jacob Brockman. Lock loads from the point, delivers fifth of the season. It's tied up at two. Sean Kilcullen with his eight assists. Connor Cole, his 12th assist in this one. Maryland starts to strike early in the third uh, on a power play. Kevin Scott gets a little help from the boards as a main uh, main Nordiques defender uh, stick got caught in the Zamdor, making essentially a five on three and a half. And Scott rockets one, uh, lets one go from Say we're out just inside the top of the circles. His first of the season, Kilcullen, ninth assist of the year. Brad McNeil, his tenth assist of the year on the power play. Two power play goals for Maryland. Uh, really striking hard in this one. But then late, just uh, with the uh, with the extra attacker on, Johnny Myers puts home his second of the year, just uh, from just from the slot. And away we go, three to three. Overtime solved. Nothing. Uh, Maryland's penalty kill was on the uh, ice for overtime due to a, uh, let's say, iffy cross-checking. But it is what it is. And uh, goes to a shootout. Goes to six rounds in this shootout as, uh, you know, Michael Morelli and uh, Gus uh, and Avery Sturitz, rather, um, I guess putting on a show. Shooter's putting on a show as well in this one 
four to three the final in the shootout, four to three the final in the game, uh, and that's all she wrote. Black Bears uh, get a point out of this one, but uh, the slow start pretty much killed them. They dominated the rest of that first uh, first period, though. I mean, you, you had to with those power plays. I mean, you get enough shots on, just couldn't deliver, couldn't beat Sturts in this one. Uh, but, uh, you know, a point out of it, I guess, is better than nothing. And you kind of have a short memory going into the next game. The next game, a little bit better first period for the Black Bears. They kind of held the fort down. Uh, Maine did attack a lot more in this period than they did in the last period. Uh, and the next thing you know, uh, nothing, nothing after one. Some big saves at both ends from uh, Luca DePasco and from Gus Holt in this one. Uh, second period, though, just about midway. Ryan Botchel just makes a wonderful move across the blue line to enter the zone, cuts back into the slot, puts one home, his seventh of the season. Brad McNeil, Sean Kilcullen on the assist on this one. It's one nothing. Black Bears. It would stay that way until the mid, just past the midway of the third. And uh, Zion Green, again, striking. He gets his sixth of the season at 11-11, make a wish. And uh, ties the game. He wished for a tie game. He got it in that one. Matthew Connor then a uh, just two minutes and nine seconds later on the power play. Let's one go from the point. Goes through everybody. Gets past the Pasco. It is two nothing on the power play there. But thirty six seconds later, Black Bears will not go kindly into that good night as Connor Bennett comes down the gets gets the puck at the dot, throws it on net. His second of the season. Sean Kilcullen with his. Uh, 11th assist on the season, and Leo Schwartz, the affiliate player in this one, gets his first NHL point uh, of the season for that one. Overtime solved nothing. Maine did have a lot of pressure in the overtime. Seven shots to Maryland's one on that one. They controlled the puck very well, made sure Maryland did not have any chance to get it, but that means nothing in overtime. Means another shootout again. This one much shorter as the Pasco stops all three of the shots against, and Laker Aldridge scores and then does the horse dance, feeling the flow uh, down the side, and he wins it two, three to two. The final in this one, Maryland takes three of four on the weekend. Pretty good uh, weekend, I would have to say, in the grand scheme of things, of what could have been. You were losing. You had four regulars out. Uh, Aiden Brewish was out, obviously, due to uh, what he experienced in Danbury. He was around though. At the arena, uh, he, him and uh, Philip Tornquist. Tornquist was also out this weekend. Uh, they were both helping the uh, the Baltimore Junior Banners, uh, giving them a tour around the Black Bears locker room, around the facility. Uh, the Banners and the Black Bears uh, also were uh, in partnership uh, with the Ryan Brooks Harrison Foundation to get some of the Junior Banners out to a rink uh, and see the Black Bears and kind of experience what it is at that next level, something for them to shoot for. Uh, which is a really awesome initiative overall. But you had Brewich out, you had Tornquist out, Aiden McDowell still out, um, and uh, Vlad uh, Polagashko is also out. Miles Gunty out as well. I, I don't know if there, he didn't have an injury tag next to him. Uh, so, uh, But he is a big energy guy, big speed guy, big threat in that department. Uh, so affiliate players came out. Leo Schwartz, who's a recent uh, tender, uh, he went ahead and uh, played in this game. Uh, Irvy Terwilliger, who is a Mount St. Joe representative, and as an alumni of Mount St. Joe, that's pretty dang awesome. Um, he got into Saturday's game. Uh, Schwartz was in both Friday and Saturday's game. And then uh, we also had Adam uh, Shankula. Adam Shankula taking some ice time in this one as well on uh, Friday uh, and Saturday night 
uh, in this one. So that was uh, really cool to get some affiliates in there uh, and to be able to come out of this uh, the way they did. So really uh, interesting look-see at the Black Bears in the future and, and all this other fun stuff. But uh, they don't have to wait lo much longer to see the main Nordiques again and have this uh, thrilling uh, you know, nail-biting kind of games as they are going up to Lusted Maine, take on the uh, the Nordiques at the Colisee uh, for a two-game set Friday and Saturday. You can hear that on Hockey TV, and uh, it's going to be a, a good time out there. Nick Withery with the call on that, and I always enjoy his calls uh, of the game, so it should be a fun one there. Looking at the standings, the Black Bears still on top of the East Division by two points over the surging New Jersey Titans. My goodness gracious, the Titans have won, uh, I believe it's six straight, seven straight now maybe. Uh, they've gotten points in their last ten games. They are rolling hard in this one. Uh, they are only two points behind Maryland. Same amount of games, though uh, wins in regulation tied up. Wins in regulation and overtime. Black Bears have the advantage on that one. So we'll just have to see what happens, see if uh, any of the injured guys come back. Obviously, you see uh, Philip Tornquist being out, Aiden Bruich, two big guys, uh, both on five on five on the power play. Their presence missed. Miles Gunty, you have to think that uh, the, the the skill there would be much uh, much added. Aiden McDowell, his defensive play, and also being able to jump up in the play as well. He's very versatile forward. And, of course, uh, Poligoshko is a uh, very dynamic talent as well. So you have all five of those guys healthy. Could be uh, very... Very good sailing for the Black Bears, but you don't want to rush them either. You want to make sure that they don't get uh, re-injured as easy, so you have to take your time and go from there. So that's where we'll go, that's where we'll stay, and we'll have to see how the uh, the things plan out over the weekend. Team Maryland with a trio of games this weekend. They had uh, one showing in, uh, in the area, and then they had to go up to another showcase. These showcases just keep on happening back and forth. But they played Tuesday against the Philadelphia Little Flyers. They took care of some business up there in Aston as they win 3-1 to one over the Little Flyers. Things got started at 238 in. Power play goal from Evan Donnelly. Sets it up easy. He gets sets up by Farrell Din and Will Rosen. And that is a 1-0 uh, goal lead for Team Maryland. That was clunky to say that scoreline, wasn't it? Three minutes later to the dot, TJ Alvanio uh, with an even strength goal for the Little Flyers, nodding them up. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was a 1-1 score going to the first intermission. And that's kind of when Philly turned the tables around. They started to get a little more offensive in this one. They started to get, uh, you know, feel feel a little bit better breaking out in transition. They outshot Maryland the next two periods, 27-13. to uh, But Team Maryland stuck with it. Second period, they get an even strength goal from Carson Stickley. Uh, from Aiden Zabrowski and Devin Jolly makes it 2-1. to And then empty net goal. Jacob Kwasinski, he puts it home with nine seconds remaining. Team Maryland uh, withstands the onslaught of the uh, Little Flyers defense. They take home the victory. John Werber, 38 saves, outstanding in net for him this week or uh, this game. And uh, he stands tall, gets himself a win on that one. Maryland had a couple days off. They traveled then up, upward, upward and onward to uh, take on the Walpole Express in the first of two games at the. Uh, I guess it was Andover Showcase in this one. Walpole scores first. Josh Grun, 533 into the first half. Uh, makes it one nothing. Walpole, that's what taking the lead means. But then Team Maryland in the second half, they went ahead and had themselves a show. John Rempe, even strength, 517 in. He pots at home, ties the game. Kaczynski on the assist. Then Nick Graziano 
Under two minutes later, gets an even-strength goal. Alex Newton, Will Rosen on the assist on that one. Then Owen Schmidt gets on the party. Just a minute and uh, 51 later, Aiden Sabrowski and Sawyer Tanliff, the captain, on the assist to make it 3-1. to one. Chris Page got one back on the power play for Walpole uh, to make it 3-2, but Owen Schmidt gets the empty net goal from Nick Graziano and Toby Gleason to make it 4-2, and that's the way it ended. John Werber, 22 saves in this one. Uh, very evenly matched game offensively, and I think uh, there was a kind of a wild shootout there in the first, and then the second period or the second half, a little bit more defensive at least on the Maryland side. They only hold held uh, Walpole to uh, nine shots in the 25-minute frame. Um, it helped out a lot for them, I think, in the grand scheme of things, that uh, they uh, they were able to kind of settle things down after a while first period, and then you know kind of just secretly get four goals on nine shots in this one, perfectly placed shots. You got to say for that. Next day, though, they took on the Vermont Lumberjacks, the former Washington Junior Nationals, who played out of the Bowie Ice Arena for a time in the early 2000s. Uh, and this was not as good. 5 nothing defeat in this one for Team Maryland. Vermont, uh, they get goals from uh, uh, Victor Daniel, 10-47 into the first half on the power play. Then uh, Luke Ross, uh, Ross, Luke Ross, Ross. Anyway, he scores with uh, just under uh, with 2:58 remaining in that first half. Then the second half, they get uh, get things going. Tyler Murray uh, goes ahead. He gets one 119 into the frame, and then again 5:41 in the frame. Tyler Murray even strength power play, and then Vermont gets a shorthanded goal, empty net with seven seconds remaining from uh, Tyler Penry, uh, and that's all she wrote on that one. Gideon Sullivan 20 saves in the defeat. Team Maryland, though, they get another travel weekend. They will be up in Connecticut to take on the Rough Riders and then travel to New York Apple Corps. I believe that's a Saturday-Sunday set, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, tune into your local hockey TV schedule for more on that one. And Team Maryland tries to ride things as they go. As we sit right here for uh, standings-wise, holy crap, why'd you jump to that? Well, you don't let me pick EHL? My goodness gracious, you know. Settle down a little bit. Looking at the South Division, uh, Team Maryland up 10 points on the Philadelphia Little Flyers, 14-5-0, and 0, plus 24 goal differential. Uh, that puts them at uh, fourth overall in the goal differential point in the entire league. Uh, so that's pretty uh, rad of that. Uh, so they are playing very well, I would say. Seven wins in their last 10 games. Yeah, they are one of the two teams in the uh, – in the uh, South Division to be over 500. We'll have to see if they can keep that pace. Uh, Josh Fusco knows what to do with this team. This team knows uh, what to do to respond. So always good when you have that kind of synergy. So we will let it ride into Connecticut and Apple Corps and see what happens next weekend. Stevenson NCAA version. They played at Chatham. They went up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and went into Chatham, and they were very bad guests as they go ahead and take a dub out of this one, first game in a UCHC play, as uh, an MAC play, I do believe as well. As uh, yeah, they had a hell of a first period. Uh, the uh, Austin Master Show in this one, 10:04 into it, he gets a feed from Blake Coleman. He puts it home. Liam McCanny on the secondary assist on that one, and just before the period ends, uh, uh, 21 seconds remaining to be exact, puts one home again. Austin Master, uh, Anthony Starzy, and Malcolm Palmer on the assist with that one. Uh, again, another solid uh, period of play for Stevenson. They kind of showed up offensively in the last two periods. 
uh, putting on 22 shots over that time. In the second period, they were able to get one, only one through. Evan Beers gets one from Eric Olson and Luke Benitez. That made it 3 nothing, and then they held Chatham off. That was another big thing. They held Chatham off in a big way, only limiting them to uh, only 14 shots in the last 40 minutes of play. Ryan Kenny played very well in this one with 23 saves. Only blemish, though, on the power play. Zach Connor for Chatham puts one home. Makes it 3-1, but that was it. 3-1 the final in this one as the uh, Stevenson Mustangs go ahead and uh, get a win. They're now 2-0-1 on the season. 1-0-0 in the MAC. U-C-H-C, all-C-H-C-S-C-H-C. Uh, Ryan Kenny was named MAC Defensive Player of the Week. 958 save percentage in the win, 23 saves, kept on going. Uh, so there we go. That's it. Ryan Kenny starting off a uh, fantastic season as he has wanted to do. Has been since since he's come in freshman year has been a uh, cornerstone to this Stevenson University team, and we will have to see how he uh, they ride him going on uh, as this is his junior year. Got this year, next year to go, and we will have to see how long they can carry him and what they can do. The rest of the team looking pretty sharp as well. You know, offensively, this team looks really good. They're getting it from all kinds of angles, getting it from everywhere. Um, always good to have everyone contributing in this one. Uh, and they will have to contribute some more as they uh, are in their homestand this weekend. They'll take on Nazareth and Utica this weekend, Friday and Saturday. If you're in the Reisterstown area, go ahead, go check out the, uh, the Green Horses in this one. Friday, Saturday, go to GoMustangSports.com. Uh, GoMustangSports.com for information and scheduling and exact times in this one. Let's uh, go to Navy. Well, Navy went to Pittsburgh. It was the sheets wawa battle. And um, so what happened was it doesn't seem that Pittsburgh uploaded the scoring sheets. So, we're going to play this thanks to the wonderful Navy Hockey. And if you're not following them at Navy Hockey, they are fantastic. They're really uh, awesome in terms of social media. Uh, they do great score lines, keep good up-to-date statistics uh, as much as they can. Uh, great scratches, I think, as well for guys who are not in. And scratches were the big story of the weekend as D1 only had three lines of forwards. And, you know... With about six or seven guys out, I think it was five or six or seven guys out on Friday, and then six guys out on Saturday. Uh, kind of hard, or Saturday, Sunday. It was Saturday, Sunday. Um, in any case, uh, for game one and game two, we'll do it that way. But they did an impressive job uh, on uh, Saturday's game, the start, um, especially getting down 3 nothing. Um Five minutes into the second period, the Navy was down 3 to nothing to Pittsburgh, but then things came uh came rocking back as uh navy goes ahead and gets one as nathan hyden scores puts it home on the power play goal uh and that made it three to one on this one then Pitt brings it right back down four to one uh and that's how it was starting to go but navy goes ahead and uh, they get things going in this one mike rockovich rocks the house uh, four to two, six minutes left in the second. He pots one home to cut the lead in half. Then next thing you know, Brendan Reynolds pops himself one, four to three, ahead of the uh, ahead of the uh, third period and the things things they do for love. And then Pittsburgh gets back on the board, five to three, uh, toe drag across the trees and away they go. That's how it end in the second period. Third period, 
the academy comes in and uh, starts to get things going. They get within one. Porter Markle, shot from the blue line, tipped by Riley Jamison, five to four, gets within one, and then, uh, then yeah, the Panthers, they were holding them steady. Uh, Reynolds with the laser shot blocked aside, uh, penalty kills here and there. Joe Doherty, uh, you know, gets an iffy call, big hit by Rakovich. Uh, Austin Hogan trying to get people, brother, um, laying the leg drop. I think that might be illegal. Shots were even with nine minutes remaining. Pitt was up five to four. Things started to go. Next thing you know, Pittsburgh goes uh, backdoor goal six to four with four and change left, and then uh, seven to four after a brief stoppage. Navy could not get it back. Next thing you know, that's all she wrote. Seven to four, the final in this one. Solid game back to back. It looked on these ones. Uh, and then away they went short porch weekend as they had an afternoon game in this one. And uh, not so great for Navy. Not so great at all. Navy was leading the shots, though. They had things going. They were up 6-3 to three halfway through the first in the shot counter. Um, it's, it's one of those deals where they did their best. It was scoreless after one. Navy was up on shots 11-6 to six after one. They had their fan bases out there. Uh, the Navy folks were out there. And then Pittsburgh scores on the screen uh, past uh, Charles Darty and uh, one nothing on that one. Big saves by Darty on this one. He was uh, a stone wall on this game. And then 2 nothing, 3 nothing, back-to-back quick. Darty played well in this game, but two uh, odd man rushes on this one. 2 um, nothing, 3 nothing, very quickly in this one. And then 4 nothing. On the uh, on the end of the game, and then that's that's all she wrote. Four to nothing is the final in this one. As uh, a a hell of a thing for three lines for this Naval Academy to go ahead and get themselves to within uh, you know one goal for the longest time on on Saturday, and then keep it as close as they did before. You know the the academy training goes into effect. And, you know, sometimes you empty the tank, and the tank gets emptied a little early. We've all been there. We've all had a call on star. It happens. But it's fine. It's over. Move on to the next one. Uh, you, you played a hell of a game. You proved your worth to one another and played for each other, and that's all to go. Now up to Rhode Island, University of Rhode Island. Next, two games there. I think a Friday, a Saturday set. And, uh, yeah, should be an interesting matchup on this one to see what's happening with the Academy. And we will talk about that next week. Uh, the D2 side of things, no stats on this one because I don't know why. I looked at the College Hockey Federation. Not, they didn't even th think that a game happened, but I actually saw it with my own eyes. The streaming was happening from the Brigade Sports Complex. Uh, they lost a high point. The D2 did uh, 7-4 on Friday. Ooh, kind of interesting. That matches the D1 uh, first game uh, defeat. And then 3 to nothing to high point on Saturday get shut out on that next thing you know two weeks from now the uh d2 team will take on eastern carolina the pirates come into town to uh mcmullen november 19th uh so go check that out if you guys have the time to check it out obviously that's redundant on my part i don't know what i'm talking about these days uh let's go to loyola let's bounce over there for a minute uh another situation where pff, score sheets what are they uh, five to nothing is the score that we have against Westchester. 
with 531 remaining in the first. I don't know the entire story on this. I don't know if it was just a, a botch. What's happening here? But what we have is 5 nothing. Here's the goals that I will have uh, for you so far. Uh, starting 117 in, Emma Alexander, her sixth of the season from Sophia Theodore with her fourth assist, and Caitlin Cavanaugh, her sixth assist. Then uh, minutes, seven minutes later, Victoria Dun- uh, Durham with uh, her third goal of the season. Makes it 2-0 Loyola. On the power play, 11-01 in. Sophia Theodore, her 14th of the season. Abigail Carlson, her fourth assist. Uh, two minutes and two seconds after that, Anna Selick with her third goal. Grace Lunder, the goaltender, getting an assist on that one. Then Kelly Shaw, uh, 14-29 in. Her second of the season, Mary Sullivan on the assist. And that's all the stats we got. That's all the stats we got for 14 minutes and 29 seconds of gameplay. Um, I is again directly from the ACHA website. I am doing my I, I do the best I can with what I am given, and we move on and upward from there. Hopefully, the score either stayed that way or increased. Either either way, the things happen where Loyola won and kept that lead. So, I mean. We, we will have to see in when we go back on this season and kind of look back and like, oh, yeah, okay, that's, this is what happened. So there is that on, uh, on this one. Uh, and then there was another game that had happened uh, as the, uh, they took on Rowan University, and this one was not as pretty. Rowan uh, wins 9-1 to one as if these, if these numbers are correct – on the DVCHC website, Rowan threw 84 shots on goal in three periods. 84 to 15. And they were playing at Loyola. So you can't say it was stat padding. It wasn't you can't say the scorekeeper was favoring Rowan. 84 shots if if this is correct. We will run down the scoring here uh, a little bit. I'm not gonna go too in depth. Three goals in the first period for Rowan. Cassandra Graville with one. Emma Stillwagon with two in this one. Abigail Carlson, 658 in. She gets a power play goal for Loyola, getting them on the board. Sophia Theodore and Caitlin Cavanaugh on the assist. And then uh, Graville with uh, two shorthanded goals uh, back-to-back with her completing the hat trick. Then Stillwagon completes the hat trick, making it 6-1 to after two. Third period, Graville, 147 in. Uh, then Aaron Campbell, and then uh, Giovanna Caruso. Giovanna Caruso, that's how you say it. Power play, and that's 9-1. to one. That's all she wrote. Gravel had four goals, five assists, factored into all nine goals for Rowan. Grace Lunder, 75 saves. If this is – I, I want to say this is correct because Rowan has won a couple of these uh, DVCHC championships here. So – Boy, howdy, was that something. Um, Loyola, you you live, you learn, and you see how these other teams roll. And, hey, you know, it's the nature of competition. You learn and move forward. Uh, Loyola will take on the University of Maryland next Saturday. And we will have the results here from that next week. Tip it back into the men's game. We'll go to Towson on this one. Towson had a couple of... uh, Interesting games this weekend. First, they travel to George Mason uh, and to take on the uh, the Patriots in this one. 
They come out of it with a big, big win as they win 2-1 to one, uh, over George Mason University. Uh, 7.58 in. Jack Callahan, his seventh of the year for Towson, gets them on the board first. Jack Ellis, his first assist of the season. Then 2.43 into the second. Waited that long. Towson was on him in the first, by the way. 13-9 on the shots. Really creating a lot of offense for themselves uh, in that one. Interesting that they only created one goal in that one. Patrick Chapman, though, gets uh, George Mason even. 2.45 in his first of the season. Then Towson battling back. It was started to get an even even out a little bit. Tough, tough game to get any kind of momentum going, I guess, one way or another. Transition game being as it is, uh, seeing things go back and forth. But on the power play, Jake Lissy with his fourth of the season. Colin Mercier and Justin Brown on the assist on that one. And that's all she wrote. Daniel Ludwig makes 32 saves in the victory. And Towson in the win column on this one. But they had to travel up. 95, headed up to Temple, and this one a little bit uh, less fortunate for them as they drop this one 2-1. Uh, to one. Again, a very aggressive first period by Towson, getting a lot of shots on, getting a couple power play chances, but they scored their first goal, 457, and not on the power play as Zach Wagenman with his first of the season, Drew Lustig with the assist, but that was all she wrote. Uh, Temple had a very aggressive second period as uh, even with only uh, – they didn't even have a power play in this one. They still managed 20 shots in the frame as Ryan Bacheski, his third of the year, and Julia Ru- uh, Julian Rudolph with his third of the year uh, with 145 remaining. Turns out to be the game winner. Very defensive uh, third period in this one. Only 13 shots total, and Temple holds them off. That was all she wrote. Ludwig with uh, – Daniel Ludwig, 34 saves in the defeat in this one. But overall, very good weekend for Towson. They uh, held in, held tight, get a win out of there, and then they will move onward and upward. Where they go next? Great question, you ask. IUP up to the uh, Indiana University of Pennsylvania for two games Friday, Saturday, uh, and we will have to see what transpires there. See if they can roll this momentum into next uh, next week or into the next weekend. Yeah. In any case, we'll go to Stevenson right now. Stevenson's uh, D2 squad. As they only have one squad. They had a game on uh, Friday night against Loyola. It seemed to be a uh, an exhibition game, mayhaps, as I don't see it on the schedule for them. Uh, in any case, a uh, big win for them, 7-5 to five against Loyola. Peter Skidmore with his first uh, D2 win uh, in this one. Zach Garneau had himself uh, two goals in this one. Brandon Jesse, a goal and an assist. Bryce Doherty with two goals in this one as well. Jake Shoulder with two goals to round out the seven. J.J. Fecto with two helpers. Uh, also, uh, Dylan Candelano with three assists in this one. Dennis Tregobov with a assist as well as Nick Hoover on the assist, making it 7-5 to five the final. In that one, they go next to uh, Ryder University. And Ryder has been a just dominant this year. I think they came into this game undefeated. The Bronx did. But Stevenson did not uh, did not fear them one bit. They respect them. They don't fear them. Held them off in a big, big way in this one. Uh, as Stevenson, they actually started to, you know, they, they held with them. In the first period, this was uh, something where 
Um, it took until the end of the period for Ryder to get their uh, first goal, and that was uh, Thomas Evan, his fifth of the season. But a minute and one later, next thing you know, right back to it, Bryce Doherty, his third of the season. J.J. Fecto and uh, Jonah Carlson on the assist on that one, tied the game, and that's where it went into the uh, into the second frame. In the second, though, Ryder started to flex a little bit of their muscle, 131, and Anthony Zito his fourth of the season. And then at 407, Thomas Evan puts his sixth in, and that made it 3-1 to one Ryder before uh, just over the halfway point, J.J. Fecto with his first goal of the year. Potts at home, but right after that, Thomas Evan, his second of the game, or his third of the game, completes the hat trick, eleven oh nine in, and then Dominic Cercello, easy for me to say, makes it a five to two matchup going into the third period. But after that, Green Horses in a big way in a short span, things going back and forth in this one, but it only took a mere one minute and eight seconds. For three goals for Stevenson. Bryce Doherty, his fourth with Fecto on the assist. Uh, then Fecto with the uh, second goal of the game before Jake Shoulders, his fourth from Brandon Jesse and uh, Dylan Candelana. And that was uh, that was a tie game after that. Goes to a shootout. No shootout goals allowed. And then what do you get? That's right. Garneau, shootout game winner. And that does it. Six to five in the... The shootout will end up as a 5-5 tie, apparently. I don't like that. Get the win to Stevenson on this one. Listen, big, big game from Jonathan Vitti. 64 saves in this one. Gets the hard hat as they sweep away the weekend for themselves. A great team builder. uh, A great show of just determination in this team and to work quickly against a strong rider team like that and to get the dubs for this one. Where do they go to next? They're at Delaware, and then they come back to play Rowan this weekend. So another big test for them. We will see how they go, and and we'll talk about the uh, Delaware team here in a second as they took on Maryland on Saturday. But shout-out to uh, Stevenson for getting the job done on both days, getting those dubs, uh, and away they go onward and upward. Maryland took on both rider uh, took on Ryder and Delaware this weekend. We'll talk about the Ryder game first as uh, Maryland drops this one 6-2. to two. Thomas Evans showed up in a big, big way as he gets the first goal five minutes in, his third of the season. Then Ryder scores three more goals after that. Cole Schneider uh, and uh, then Tyler Gwardwarski, uh, easy for me to say as the, uh, the the Polish person. They score one thirty seconds apart. And then Dominic Cercello uh, with his eighth of the year, making it 4 nothing. Maryland comes clawing back, though. Tucker Healy, uh, his third goal of the season, uh, and I think third in two games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Patrick Bignowski with his third assist, and Daniel Tomaszewski with uh, an assist. Before Bignowski, uh gets one on the power play with five minutes remaining in the period. Tucker Healy on the assist on that one, his fourth assist of the season, and then uh, next thing you know, here comes Ryder. First minute in the third period, Justin Rouch, his fifth of the season, and Thomas Evan, his second of the game and fourth of the year at that point. Uh, kind of should have reversed these around, but whatever. Uh, and that's all she wrote. Six to two, the final on this one. Aiden Jones got the start, and he saved 29 of uh, 23 of 29 shots in this one to uh, in the defeat. Maryland would then take on uh, Delaware. 
Whoo. Okay, listen. I will say this. I will I will go ahead and claim jinx on this one. As I turned into this game, um things were fine. After I turned into this game, went to crap. Let's just go there. Um Joseph uh Delaware gets the first three goals of the game. Joseph uh Wosich his second of the year, Adrian Rodriguez his first of the year. Those were a mere 15 seconds apart. And then a uh, less than two minutes after that, Adrian Rodriguez is second of the year, putting him up three to nothing. Then Daniel Tomaszewski gets his first of the season uh, just before, uh, just under three minutes in. Tyler McAvoy, his third assist, and Liam Eden, his third assist of the season. Then Liam Eden pots home his fifth goal of the year. Tucker Healy, who's been just on a hot streak, his fifth assist. And Tomaszewski, his second assist. Starting the uh, second period, a little bit of back and forth on this one here. As, uh, you know, Delaware not getting the advantage that they thought they would against Maryland. Maryland fighting back in a big way. Saunders Penn gets his second goal of the season for Delaware just before the halfway point, uh, making it a 4-2 to game. But Tucker Healy just been red hot. He gets scoring and away he goes. His fourth of the season, Liam Eden on the assist, his fourth of the season. And then, um, then things went awry. Then things went awry. Delaware puts up a nine spot in the third on 19 shots. Boy, howdy. That was not great. Um, Larry Hooper scores at 520, 650, Ben Bergman, and then 655, Ben Bergman. Five seconds apart for the dueling for Bergman. Derek LeBlanc, 729. Calvin Raymore, 929. Uh, Patrick Swain, 13 minutes even. And then something bad happened as uh, Patelier, uh, Henry Patelier goes out as he was he was injured in this one early. Like, there was something wrong. He went off the ice. Aiden Jones had to jump in into a vicarious position and let up some goals. Um, let up uh, five goals, starting with the Patrick Swain one uh, for that. Nope, starting with the Raymore one. There you go. And then Patrick Swain, Justin Smith. Uh, and then Calvin Raymore again before Maryland gets one back with Liam Eden putting his sixth of the year from Healy and Ray McNamara. Devin LeBlanc again for Delaware, making it 13-4 uh, to four before Hunter Airy gets his first of the year from Andrew DePoy and uh, Jetson Koo. Uh, that was with 23 seconds remaining, but that was it. Uh, Patelier with, uh, with 42 saves, Aiden Jones with two saves, and that was all she wrote on that one. Yeah, that was not a great, uh, not a great game. In in that one, that was not uh, not. It was good up until they did great. They held Delaware off for the longest time, and then just it happens. I mean, Delaware is a Delaware is a proven school in the, in the club hockey ranks, um, and I think they they just woke up for one reason or another, and you know is what it is. I suppose Maryland's in the ACC showcase uh, this weekend. However, they will uh, they will go ahead and they'll have three games uh, this very weekend. Uh, they'll take on George Washington on Friday. They'll take on Virginia Tech Saturday and Georgia Georgetown University on Sunday. You can catch that on the Maryland uh, Maryland Hockey Network YouTube channel. Go check that out. They do a great job there, so uh, you can get the results on that one. So we got things going, and Maryland will be going, and hopefully. Uh, use these as learning experiences going into the ACC showcase and uh, possibly uh, beat uh, Coach Krzyzewski at hockey. I think that would be 
That'd be a big, big uh, get for them if they can do that. Let us get to some players. Um, we'll start off with Sam Annis. First off, by the way, rest in peace, Bernie Canyon, um, who the players thing comes from. Uh, he uh, passed away a long time, Mount St. Joe. Uh, it's just legend, a legend in Mount St. Joe lore. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he was a great person, great teacher, great mentor, and just, you know, everyone, even if you didn't have him, uh, have him for class, you knew who Bernie Canyon was. So rest in peace, Mr. Kenyon. Uh, you will be missed uh, in this one. We'll always tip our caps to Molday for you, sir. 10 to the 23rd power. Uh, Sam Annis, he had a goal and assist this weekend. He had uh, three games, two against Hershey, one against Bridgeport. Got a goal uh, against Hershey on Friday night and assist on Sunday afternoon. Nothing on Saturday, though. So goal and assist for Annis. That puts his total now at a goal and four assists on the season in 10 games so far. Uh, Severna Park's own Anthony uh, Domina, he had himself a nice little game on Sunday, a goal and assist for the North Iowa Bulls as they win 6-3 to over uh, the Bismarck Bobcats in this one. He puts himself at two goals and six assists in 13 games this season for North Iowa. Patrick Giles. Had a goal this weekend against uh, Merrimack as they uh, beat Merrimack 4-1 to uh, Then on Friday. Then on Saturday, no points and a minus one as Merrimack beats Boston College in that one. Will Margell, remember him, everybody? Well, he is on the score sheet for UNH as uh, uh, while they lost to Northeastern, he got his first NCAA point with an assist on Friday night in the 4-1 to defeat for New Hampshire. Uh, Johnny Molera, uh, Molera, Johnny Molera, and the University of Maine, his second season there. He gets two assists in this one in a overtime loss to UConn on Saturday. Um, factored into both main goals in this one, so he's got two assists in three games this season. Big Bryce Montgomery got himself an assist on Friday in a overtime victory over Owen Sound. For the London Knights, that's his first points of the season uh, in the seven games that he has played. So awesome to see him on the score sheet. Also good to see Mr. Jarrett Rossberg on the score sheet as well. Had an assist on Sunday as the Texas Stars uh, dropped one to the San Jose Barracuda. But a plus two and one assist for Rossberg in Sunday's game. His first points of the season. George Vinakis. Uh, we get to him. He's from Abington, Maryland. You remember him, former Maryland Black Bear, uh, for a couple games there in 1819. Uh, uh, and he is with Curry College now. Had himself a couple assists this weekend. So uh, good or, or, or an assist this weekend for Curry College. So he has got one assist in three games so far this season. So shout out to him getting on the board. Andrew Takis uh, played one game this weekend, got another win against Danbury, 32 saves on Saturday as they swept the weekend, and they are kind of rolling here with seven straight wins uh, to kind of uh, put a bun or a top on what I talked about at the beginning of the show uh, about 40 minutes ago. Uh, Matthew uh, Peterson over in uh, Grand Valley State. He's from Silver Spring. Uh, 4-1-1 for Grand Valley State, 378 goals against average and 888 save percentage in the ACHA. So awesome to see him getting some games and reps in his first year of college uh, out there in the ACHA. Aaron Dazzo got into some games this weekend. He 
uh, filled in in relief on Saturday night. Stopped all nine shots in relief as Green Bay lost to Chicago 6-2. to two. Then got the start on Sunday night against the Madison Capitals. They lose in a shootout, but uh, Rondazzo had a great game. 37 saves uh, in this one and then dropping one in the shootout there. Uh, we will have to see what happens as this is his last season. He'll go to the Air Force Academy next season uh, for his college after uh, I think he decommitted from uh, St. Cloud and went to Air Force. So good for him. Good for him. And that's it. We've done it. Another show in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you for listening. It means a lot to me that you guys took some time out to uh, hang out and uh, do some dang things with us over here. Um Check us out on socials at Chesapeake HW Pod on uh, face on Facebook and Twitter. Yep, that's the thing. ClutchingCrabHockey.com. I swear I'm going to write some things on there soon that aren't just game reports. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that and some other things. Uh, that's it. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. I gave you all the socials. Check out uh, FOHS Radio on Facebook for Johnny P's pictures of the Maryland Black Bears. Uh, all the good stuff there, even when there aren't arms in the way. So there's that. In any case, you guys be good. Stay safe and play that clutch and crab hockey, and I'll talk to you next time through. Peace.